Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Vox Vomitus. I am your host, Jennifer Ann Gordon, the author of Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as the Hotel series and the upcoming novel, Pretty Ugly. With me today, as always, is my Vox Vomitus vixen, Alison Martine, author of The Bourbon Books. And today we have an incredible guest with us. We have Mae Cobb, author of the book everybody's talking about, The Hunting Wives. Welcome, May. Welcome. Hey, Hey. I need glasses because I'm feeling like, uh, (laughs) I'm feeling matched, um, uh, you know, overmatched there. Is that better? That is so Margo of you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, So- May, thank you for being here. Allison and I both binged your book and we finished the other day. So we're excited to talk to you about it. This has been, this book has really taken off like crazy. Thank you. Thank so, you. I, thanks for binging it. That's so exciting to hear. It's bingeable, like it more than bingeable. the people are binge drinking in your book. <laughs> Better to binge when it's books, everybody. Binge books, not booze. Yeah. Binge exactly. books, not bourbon, unless it's the bourbon books. Yeah, that's yes. fine. It's okay to binge when it's books. <laughs> so, May, tell us a little bit about yourself and then like a little bit about the hunting lives. So, I live in Austin. I've been trying to be a writer for 25 years. I've been working on a nonfiction story about a jazz musician forever. And then I started writing thrillers about five years ago. This is my second one. And The Hunting Wives is about, um, it follows Sophie O'Neill, who's a young wife and mother, and she's ditched her sort of glitzy lifestyle magazine job in Chicago. And she's moved to the small town in East Texas, which is really in this like thick, dense Pineywood forest because she wants to get away from it all and raise her son in this real wholesome way and take a bunch of pictures for Instagram. <laughs> get good with God and everything. Wholesome. And I'm, I know. Wholesome. <laughs> Fail. Wholesome. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she gets very bored there quickly and she feels like the walls are closing in and then she meets this sort of glamorous socialite called Margot Banks, who is a member of a secret clique known as the hunting wives. Yes. And the hunting wives, it's rich (laughs) oil money, Texas women. And they shoot on Friday nights on Margot's land by her posh lake house. And they drink and they're not hunting animals. That's the spoiler Mm -hmm. alert. Um, they are hunting men that that aren't part of their marriage, and uh, that is such Sophie a polite way to her. say what they're doing. They are hunting men that are not part of their marriage. Extracurricular. <laughs> very. That was very proper. I would have probably said they were hunting, like orgasms. There, I said it. <laughs> Which was yeah, you did more. Um. <laughs> And anyway, Sophie is soon in way over her head and her life becomes a train wreck. And then a dead body of a teenage girl is found on Margot's land and Sophie becomes the lead suspect. So that's kind of the book without giving too much of it away. So it's about women behaving badly, 
obsession, seduction, murder, all the best things, in my opinion, um, that books can be about. I was telling Jen, I was wondering if one of the rejected titles was Sophie's Bad Choices. <laughs> that would be a series. Exactly. I mean, what'd you say? There you are. Oh, there you are. You just froze for a second. That's okay. You froze. Um, okay. We keep losing May. It's like she freezes, like we're doing this game of freeze frame, but only May is playing right now. You're okay. May would be winning the game of freeze frame. She'll be back. So so for our viewers watching this right now, and Allison, who knows this, the, the kind of the queen bee of this story, Margot Banks, shares my birthday. That's kind of disturbing, mostly just because Margot is that kind of character where you go, all right, I see the attraction because she's hot. She's that kind of saucy friend, but she crosses so many lines so quickly that I'm a little disturbed for you, Jen. And I'm, I'm really hoping that's where the similarities end. And I've known you long enough to go. I think, I think you're safe. I, I think you're safe. I, I, did, but. I, I screamed out when it happened because I was like, they say her birthday, which is August 20th. And I'm like, of course she's a Leo, which makes her like, you know, like the hair. me, she like uh, hair and attention, uh, but she's also <laughs> cussed Virgo, which I think kind of makes her sociopathic a little bit. I don't think I'm those things, but I also I love that share, you're at least aware of them. <laughs> I am aware of them, um, but I also share a birthday with Misha Collins from Supernatural. So I feel like if I'm fifty percent Margot Banks and fifty percent Misha Collins, that means I'm like a normal person. Um, Somewhere between sociopath, yeah, a, a Margot Misha mashup. I Don't say that, that five times. I know, like, I should write that down. Mm-hmm. I do love the alliteration, though. Well, I know this is this is the book that everybody's been reading. I'm seeing it everywhere on Instagram, and it's just this totally bingeable book. Hey, Margot's back. Hey, Margot. <laughs> May. <laughs> May. <laughs> is that better? That yeah, because your list is Margot Banks right now. Is okay. that? A- I did that. I just carried away. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, we were talking about my birthday and Margot's birthday being the same thing. And what does that say about me? And what does that say about your character? No, but but what does it say about you? I mean, really? Uh, I know. I said, you know, Leo cusp Virgo. So it's somebody who needs a lot of attention, but they also could be maybe a psychopath or a sociopath. Exactly. That's just right on the edge. It was very purposeful. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible that it was like your per- your villain had a very purposeful birth date picked out and it was my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. I know. Happy birthday. I'm going to start cosplaying as Margot Banks <laughs> with a, a much larger bathing suit. <laughs> no, you should. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, we were talking about how is it that you have these women all had multiple children and then are there in their banging swimsuits and perfect bods and I'm going I've had three kids and there's a reason I am not hanging around in his yeah and my only answer is nannies because they all have nannies to watch their kids so they can go to the gym and with the oil money they can buy all the drinks and eat just like the kale maybe just kale I don't know maybe nothing but kale kale and bourbon (laughs) yeah I feel like with the amount of alcohol they drink the amount of calories they consume from the alcohol that they have to have no food in their bodies yeah in yep. order to remain string bikini worthy. 
Yes. Yes. I think that's it. And they spend their mornings working out. And I just thought, you know, no one really wants to read about working out. So I'm going to write about skip it. (laughs) You did include at least a little bit of food, which I appreciated because I get in trouble for having too much food in my books. And that's fine because when I read, okay, you're in Austin. My first book is set in Austin because that's where my sister lives. And I'm like, I know Austin. My books are the bourbon books. I'm going, May were soulmates and I love you. And then love it. Then Jen's like, she's got the bad guy's my birthday. And I'm going, oh, okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm so glad to have, have me on. And that's, that's so cool about um, the Austin thing. I want to read y'all's books next. So I'm going to have to get them. Well, Dibs is set in Austin, but you just don't get upset. I had one reviewer who's like, but they didn't go to this one place that's really special in Austin. And I'm like, Dude, most of the book is set in a hotel, so that's that they're not allowed out much. Sorry, sorry, I didn't do a good tour guide of your of your beautiful city. I'll try again later. Can we have a panel on that about the yeah. people that give? Now, I did. Someone, a few people have pointed out that I said that Tallahassee, Florida, is on the coast. It is not. I never said I was good at geography, and I am so sorry that. Oh my I, gosh, <laughs> you you Florida shamed people. I did. I got someone added added at, on Twitter the other day, and they were like, "May, I am so shook." I just had to ignore it. I was like, "So that yeah. or you end up being like right now." Seth Meyers has a a digital inclusive going where he does nothing that. but directions, where people point out, "Okay, I said epitome, and it was actually more like this." And okay, now you're being pedantic. Oh, oh, this was pedantry. Sorry. So- <laughs> Just ignore them after a while, or you'll just have to do a whole book of Maycops Corrections apologizes to Florida. I, I mean, think that I think that could be a good guest post for some place. Like if you get like a guest post on like Nerd Daily or something like that, just be yeah. like Maycob does her apologies. You know, sorry Texas, sorry Leos, I, I, sorry August twentieth birthday, sorry not <laughs> sorry, sorry not sorry, not, sorry but it's not true. sorry. <laughs> you My don't sorry. need to be sorry. Well, Leo's and I was saying favorite people. <laughs> That's shocking. <laughs> I love Leos. They're the best. So I live in a house of Leos. My husband's a Leo and we take care of my mom and she is a Leo. So honestly, if people get in a bad mood, you just have to stick a mirror in front of one of us. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> just like fixing the hair and going, is this, it's, it's too weird. And then the, the fight's done. <laughs> Oh, that's good to know. Because my son's a Leo, so I'll use the mirror trick. On oh, yeah. Me. Just a reflective surface. Just be like, hello. Or, or just say, your hair looks great today. <laughs> so good to know. Yeah. Hey, that's Margo, right? Like, Margo, she needed that. Her ego, you know, that's why she did the thing she did. Because she needed that ego boost from Brad and... And I, I, I will tell you, Margot is one of those characters that you're not supposed to love at all, but I did. Like, I loved hating her. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I hope this isn't a spoiler. Like, I liked her more than Sophie after yeah. a little while because I felt yeah. like Margot was at least honest with yes. what she was doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. This is who I am. She's Versus second guessing Sophie. I shouldn't be doing this. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's most of the book. Exactly. No, totally. And, and I feel I liked Margo's my favorite character. I could have written more and more about her. So thank y'all. Cause yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. 
Team Margo and Team Margo. Margo Banks is my name, y'all, but I look nothing like her. I look like I don't know who I would be. I guess I'd be Aaron, maybe. Um I think all humans are Aaron. Yeah. You know, like we're all Aaron. Yeah. We we're haven't all- been airbrushed and spray tanned and <laughs> a string bikini, nope. a string thong bikini and quite my never and that's never happened to me. So <laughs> yeah. me either. Me either. No, and and we were laughing at like, so, so she's how old and has had how many kids? And there's a high school boy and a hot high school boy. And he's paying her attention. Like I didn't get high school boys paying attention to me in high school or ever <laughs> since. So I'm like, here's where maybe I can't relate too much yeah. to this particular character. Yeah. But she's living the life. <laughs> yeah. She's uh yeah. And I think it's like, some people are like, could that really happen? And I'm like, I'm sorry, y'all it's Texas. And <laughs> I'm sure that that's your excuse is it's Texas. Yeah. I I have only been to Texas twice in my life. Once was for a ballroom dance competition, which was all like young, hot instructors and they're like, and they're students, which some of them are older and everything is bigger in Texas. And uh, we came in from a different state, but we were in Texas and I was like, holy cow. This was like, (laughs) overload i've never seen so many rhinestones yes. in my life and the hair yes i didn't even understand how it's humanly possible and i'm a leo yeah yes see it's <laughs> texas it's it's crazy here and um it, i wasn't like writing fiction of course it's fiction but i'm like of course it's fiction yes the women drink this much yes they do this yes they do that it's it's wow i can't believe this hasn't been written about before a million times, but, um, and it has like, there's how many stories, like what's that movie? Poison Ivy with, with Drew Barrymore. Yes. It's like, yes. And, well, and there's also like the Texas cheer moms kind of vibe going on where it's like, Oh, the things that a mother bear might do if you enrage yes. her. So mm, yep. be For very, sure. very careful. And exactly. Don't totally. go into the woods at night. It's not a teddy bear picnic. It's a mama bear time. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I don't know if it was your publicist or if it was a review you got. And this was why I was like, we need May Cobb on our show. They build hunting wives as Heathers, but in Texas with guns. And I was like, uh, yes, whatever that is. A hundred times is what I, that's what I want to be reading. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. For, even though I'm like really anti-gun, but I was, and I was very happy to find out that they weren't hunting animals. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> can we just take a moment to talk about Heathers? Cause that really is yes. so happy Please. that y'all love it too. I, I think I watched, I went through a phase when I was like 14 where I watched that movie like every single day with my <laughs> four creepy, awesome best friends. Yeah. And we were always like, you're the Heather Chandler. You're the, you're the Winona. You're the Shannon Doherty. You're the, and then like, if we would be in a different mood one day, it would be like, oh, now you're the Shannon Doherty and I'm the Winona. I mean, it's just the best ever. Like, it's the best ever. I mean, my sister and I will still, I mean, we're 47, 48, however the hell old we are and still like, we'll be on the phone. And if it's time to go, it's like great pate, but I got a motor if I'm going to make it on time to the funeral. Like, that's how we, we talk to each Love other. It. Yeah. Those words that just become part of your lexicon. You're like, yeah, people do talk this way because the movie becomes just part of our neural pathways. Yeah. It just spills yeah. out. You're not even trying anymore. You just say that. 
Yes. It, have yes. you seen the Heather's musical, the stage play? I have only seen it because uh, not it, but I've seen that like the the gifts and the memes made from oh. it. Like I did not know there was. That's so awesome. It's so good. A friend of mine was in it, starred in it two years oh ago, God. and I was just like, not on Broadway, but like in a regional yeah. New England yeah. theater. Um, that's and, awesome. So that was the first time I saw it, and I was like, it was so good. I went in thinking I was going to hate it. But there was a whole song called I Love My Dead Gay Son. Oh, my God. Yes. Sung by the dads. And it was everything. Oh, my God. I need to see that right now. Right now. I'm sure. It's like, it's a bye. You're going to go see it. Go look it up on YouTube. <laughs> yes, I am. For sure. Um, can I ask y'all about your writing process just for fun? Because I'm always curious. Oh, yeah. Outline, Do you... outline or pantsers? Cancers. Me too. Yay. Okay, good. Okay. Yay. We yeah. wanted to ask you because, and we'll talk about this. It'll be like a group discussion. We heard, I listened to the audiobook. Allison listened to the audiobook. Your dedication. That's why I said we heard oh, that yeah. your book was dedicated um, and inspired by the fact that you had writer's block. And yeah. this is the book that got you out of writer's block. And then you dedicated it to your very patient husband, which I think. I feel like I should, that's how I should dedicate all my books. Like, oh, this happened. And then thank you for putting up with it. I know, right? I know. Seriously. I mean, yeah, he totally was like, I was like, I just don't know, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, you better write something. And then, and then that was. Were you at, I don't know at the beginning or I don't know 50,000 words in. And then you go, I don't know what's happening. Cause that's where I'm at right now. Okay. For me, it was before I started. It was like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to write another novel, honestly. Oh. Um, I think the 50,000 word mark, that's like, that's where that's it gets. Cause that's, you know, that's a midlife crisis right there yeah, where you're just yeah. like, is it even a book? I it don't is know. the worst. I hate that part. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So my trick out of that is I imagine like a later scene, like in the third act. And I just tell myself, well, you're just going to write to that scene. You're not even exactly. going to worry about it. Like just get, there. get there. Yeah. Get and there. then if it doesn't quite work, you can go back and revisit it, but you need to get there somehow. So if you're getting there by bullet train or ambulance, you'll get there, just get there somehow. I hate that part though. That's the worst. It's like, I love the beginning of writing and then, but you get in that middle and it's like, what and then the new well, the beginning it's got that that promise and that new book smell and you're like oh all this stuff could happen and then you start getting paralyzed by so many choices of yeah. what you're possibly going to do and as soon as you go down one path you're closing off other paths because no book can do everything so i mean true. if it did it would just be incoherent i probably yeah. read that book too the incoherent i think I mean, no one wants that, that. <laughs> you possibly have but i haven't read I that from you either have. so <laughs> well thank you Thank you. But no, like we're, we're pantsers too. I mean, I joke, I'd be a pantser even if I was in a ball gown, wouldn't matter, still pantsing. And, and that's, that's where I get into some trouble sometimes because I'll sometimes start with like this much of a concept. And if it doesn't grow into something else that I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then I just push it aside. And that's only really happened to me once, but I'm kind of all over the place right now. Like my writing process is, well, is the computer on? I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about what year we just climbed out of and what yeah. hell. And let's just say. No, yeah. let's not. <laughs> yeah. We live. We survived it. You Congratulations. Second dose of House Moderna. Indoctrinated microchip. Are you Moderna too? Yeah. 
Okay, we let me say my little prayers right now because I was on day two of Moderna last week, and I had to hold my. I'm sorry, my I laughed. Oh, yeah, no, it, she, was, she was laughing at me because the first day was not so bad, but I got my dose on Tuesday and then we do our show on Wednesday and I'm just like, must be coherent through entire show. I might've been, I'm not really sure. You were pretty coherent. You switched from bourbon to wine. That's true. That, I did. I was drinking a healthy, healthy choice. My healthy wine. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good I, stuff. Yeah. I only bought the wine because it said love Olivia and my main character's name is Olivia. So I'm like, Ooh, this booze is for me. Love it. I love it. I'm prepared to be uh, very loopy for the next few days, but I'm feeling it now. I'm kind of like, what? But I remember it felt like jet lag. Like yes. by the end of day one, I was just like, oh, I just feel like I've been on like a five hour flight. Yeah, but it's nowhere to nowhere yeah. Yeah. to just a different part of my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm so excited. It's just unlike the first dose where it's like, well, this is great, but I'm still like, stuck in the house now i'm like oh my god two weeks two weeks still freedom two weeks you can go to like a a lake or a beach or like a store i'm going to the movies that's my big thing i want to go to the theater yeah i know i've been thinking the same thing i'm like i want to go see a quiet place part two in the theater because it's got to be big yeah but i'm a little i'm still a little scared even though i'm our entire household's in the safe zone now yeah that's good yeah i guess i should be a little cautious too I'll probably, I don't know, we'll figure it out. But uh, I think there's like, there's like, Austin has some really small theaters and they're- It was going to say, where do you usually go? Because I know my sister would go to a place where they can feed you and all this stuff. And it's a nice experience. We don't really have a lot of those here, but she was describing it. I'm going, so they bring you wine while you're watching your movie? Go on. That's like this? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want that? Because I was going to say- I've watched enough movies during lockdown that yes, there are a few because I'm I'm a Marvel girl. I'm going to need to go see some of the next in the cinematic universe. I'm going to be out seeing some those when they get out. But I want to yeah. sit in a restaurant, like inside a restaurant, and I want to indoors, eat food indoors. And I don't want to be doing this with my mask because right now my normal writing spot. I have a real life writing partner, and she and I will go. And we used to go and sit inside a coffee shop, and we've had to be on the patio. And even still, even though we're both vaccinated. We're sitting with our mask, take it down, back up again. Yeah. And it's just annoying. I just want to sit, eat my food, and just enjoy life. And I know if I were with you, I know where I would go, and that is Salt Lake. So shut up. Shut up. Okay. So is this the barbecue place? Yes. Yeah. I had to rename it for my book because I didn't want them to get mad. (laughs) I'm like, is this the barbecue place? I'm as the vegetarian, I'm going to tap out. Yeah. Jen Jen gets mad. When I'm like throwing, there, there were books we've read recently that had a lot of exotic food. She's like, you cannot with any more of this food. I'm like, this sounds delicious. She's like, I'm a vegetarian. I'm like, sorry, I forget. <laughs> I know. I'm like, those people ate a flying fox. That's not cool. <laughs> that was not in my book. I can't believe, but Salt Lake, my husband worked there for 20 years. <gasps> Are you kidding? That no, was the one place yeah. my sister had to take us. And we got like yeah. a whole platter. My husband yeah. is still mad because he listened to the waitress. She's like, oh, try the turkey. I'm like, what the heck are you doing ordering turkey here? I oh, mean, it was fine, but I'm no. sitting there with like my brisket and we got the different yeah. sausages and yeah. there's platters bigger than my children and everybody's sitting on their coolers and the guys get off their coolers to get their beer out. And I'm yes. just going, this place it's is magical. amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. It's the it's, best. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't set a book 
in even fictitious Austin and knock them out at least at one point and go feed them. So there is a barbecue scene there. I call it the pit instead of Salt Lake, but it is so clearly still Salt Lake that anybody who, who knows Salt Lake should go. I see where she got her inspiration from. <laughs> he wants, I, I, I'm speaking for him. He wants to read your book immediately. Because he, <laughs> he freaking lived there forever. So he lived there. Well, there, it's, it's just one, it's one scene. Sadly, most of it, like I said, I got attacked by a person who was very insulted that I did not make more use of the scene or of, of the city. And the joke is the people are there on a, a business trip. They're, they're on a work trip and they're stuck in a conference room. So it could have really been anywhere, but it was based on something I had experienced. And I was actually in a different city in Dallas that shall remain nameless, but also has an airport. So I just moved it to Austin because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I've been to Austin. I know Austin. I can at least sort of talk about what it was like flying in and out of there and all that stuff but but no it's not it's not the guide to austin and seeing all the lovely sites because that that's just i'm not the person to bite write that book someone from someone who lives there could write that book that's not the book you wrote yeah totally. it's not the book now now all right mine is, tell, i'll tell a foodie texas story real quick yeah as food. a vegetarian um Sorry. at at the ballroom <laughs> dance competition um they fed us because we were professionals and they were feeding us and Everybody had like rice and veggies and lots of meat on their plate. And I asked for a vegetarian option and I just got the rice and the meat and everything. But the meat was like juicy and everywhere. And I was like, can I just have all of this except without the meat on a different plate? Like, I just want vegetarian stuff. And they were like, they were honestly baffled. And this was not that long ago. (laughs) And I was like, just vegetables, but also the rice. They brought back a plate of, I'm not joking, it was a huge like platter of just steamed Brussels sprouts and nothing else. It was huge. And then there was a tomato right in the middle of it. There's a picture of me drunk laughing when I saw that plate somewhere on Facebook. I will find it and send it to both of you. But I was like, I'm like, everybody else has, nobody else had Brussels sprouts. I don't know where they got the Brussels sprouts for me. But everybody else had like, oh, steamed veggies and like beautiful rice. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they were being punished. <laughs> yeah, no, you were being punished because they just were like vegetarian. Go back where you came from. <laughs> They're probably like, we can finally get rid of these Brussels sprouts. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That's hilarious. I love. And, well, and they I was, were soaked I was in butter, earlier. and I ate like half a plate. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know how you smelled afterwards. Just like the Christmas where it snowed, just bad. No, I was saying earlier, there's, there's the the one scene, there's one of the early scenes where the hunting wives get together and they are eating and someone else did the food, but just the descriptions of the food, I was like, I could just die in this scene because this is amazing with the little caprese and all this stuff. And I'm going, this, this is my kind of writing where we're describing every little bite of food and just, you're feeling it and you can just see, Oh, I want to be with these, these ladies drinking their booze and they've gone, they've gone hunting. Well, just with skeet shooting. And now they're just sitting there sipping the booze, eating the finest food. And, and then that's still not enough. And that was what's yeah. the kicker is it's like, all right, that's now let's enough. really go. I'm just going, yeah. Oh shit. What happens now? And I won't say what happens now. I don't want to spoil anything. Well, I mean, I remember thinking the same thing. Like when we first see Margot in the flesh, not on Facebook, Margot, not on Facebook, <laughs> but she's at this amazing party, of course, hosted at her own house. And I've been to parties similar to that, whether they're hosted in an art gallery or it's a function. 
And there's like this vibe in the air for, I'll say like us normal poor people mm-hmm. when you're, you know, accidentally at a par- party with like all the crazy rich people and you're like, this is your life. You have a pool house. Yes. You have this. And it's so hard. I grew up a poor kid in a rich town. It's hard to not get sucked into this uh, spell. And yeah. you did this beautifully. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, but yes, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, I sure could. It's like, you know, it, the, how the other half live. It's like, holy shit, you know, and it was just fun to create the world because, uh, you know, as a mom of like a five-year-old boy at the time, it was like, well, I'm not going out anymore and drinking <laughs> as much as I used to. So let me just write this crazy booze fueled book. Um, so I can, I was impressed with their liver function. I don't know (laughs) how that happens. It's almost like they were drinking to sober up at times. Yeah. (laughs) I think they were. I mean, Sophie definitely was. There were times where she's like, I definitely can't be dealing with this right now. I've got to sober up. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. She's like, so I'll just go down to wine. Yeah, exactly. Wine. But I, but I love that. And I loved reading some of the, just the whole idea of you really wove it beautifully in the very beginning, as far as how she ended up there, because you tell certain scenes out of sequence at the beginning. So I'm just like, how did she end up at this party? And then you see the trail that got her there. And I love that because there's all of that thing of feeling almost accidentally deliberate. If that makes any sense at all, that yeah. well, I don't know how I got here, except I pursued it <laughs> until, oops, I tripped and fell into craziness. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. What's the Britney song? Oops, I did it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's part like, oh, it was just a happy accident that I mm-hmm. orchestrated for my many months of just looking. I, I, yeah stalking and like mm-hmm. just like loneliness and like mm-hmm. need so like sophie you do a good job i don't like her as a character i'll tell you that i don't like her uh but i still kind of rooted for her sometimes that's good even, that's even good. though I, even though i, I was like i kind of want things to go bad for you but i'm also like uh go just go home sophie so <laughs> just go home i didn't like her but i understood her because i felt like she came from a place of just like not just boredom because boredom is easy to brush off, but no. like a weird loneliness that I know was created in her childhood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was that was that was like why I did a little more character work, or why my editors pushed me to do more <laughs> to <laughs> explain her. Because to me, I was like, oh yeah, I totally understand everything she's doing, which probably makes me sound insane, but. Um, they were like, hey, they're, I have the same birthday as Margot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Would not going to judge insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I I feel like, yeah, I mean, oh my God, the vaccine's kicking in, y'all. It's working because I'm... It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We're almost done. We're going to wrap up. We're okay. wrap up. I know you're like, I just got off a flight. And you're like, wait, what? I know. I've just been here the whole time. I'm so happy y'all had me on though. This was so much fun. I just want to say, I know like we're really running out of time. Your book was just chosen as Nancy Grace's first book club book. Is that yeah. correct? That, that is amazing. So crazy and awesome. May, that's like a rock star moment. And I messaged Allison. I was like, 
she was on like Nancy Grace and now she's going to be on our show like two days later. Thank you guys so much. That was well, thank you for fun. coming with us. Well, thank, thank you. No, this was so much fun, but that was, yes, that was crazy cool to get that news. I was like, oh my God. And then I'll let you know when it's going to air because it was so much fun too. It was such a blast. She had like a forensic psychologist on and, um, another expert shells. It was really cool. I was like, Oh my God. Um, so yeah. I'll did you just feel like, how did I get here? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And, uh, the power of the hunting wives, also the power of Heather's <laughs> and, uh, Shannon Doherty. Shannon, yeah, <laughs> and, um, power of Winona Ryder. Yeah. May she be with us always. <laughs> always. Always. And our, she's our spirit person. Yeah. She is. But she's the, she's the writerly girl who's like in everything. That's true. I didn't think about that. She is though. She She's the voice of, because she was Joe Marsh in Little Women, but she's also Veronica and Heathers. Yeah. And I feel like the three of us are a combination of both those characters. Yeah. I love it. I love I'm it. just thinking and most of the generations now are going to be like, so the mom from Stranger Things. Oh, I'm fine with that too, I think. <laughs> Me too, but... <laughs> I mean, like, for, for me, uh, <laughs> Winona to me is still always going to be from Edward Scissor's hands. So that's yeah, so to me, she's too. she's the Tim the Tim Burton girl she who is. grew up, who is now also the meme and the gif of yeah. That's my favorite, where she just looks confused at the awards ceremony. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that is me too, though. So me, just confused about everything going on around me. How did how did we get here? How did we get here? And that's how May's going to feel because she's on her second vaccine and has been so lovely to join us, even though she's just like, hi. And and thank you all of our viewers who are watching this live and who are watching this on the replay. I know the past like six weeks, I feel like every episode where like one or multiple people on our show has had the second dose of the COVID vaccine. So it's been fun. Pretty soon we might be able to do this outside. That would be so great. Imagine that. That so, wonderful. May, you are awesome. I'm going to continue to benevolently stalk you, not like a Sophie Margot thing. <laughs> Please do. Or just like, yeah. Because I'm, I'm the Margot, I guess. Yes, you're the Margot. Stalk <sighs> me. I'll stalk you. I'll stalk both of y'all. And let's yeah. let's do this again. I Yes. It's so exciting. Oh my gosh, you were great. Thank you. Thank you. And, Thank and you. I promise if I show up in Austin, I'll at least call first. <laughs> call first. We'll go to the Salt Lake. You go to the Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Don't invite me. I'll only get Brussels sprouts. You'll get you will. It'll be like it'll be like salt licked Brussels sprouts. They would still be good. They They'd would. be like dipped in bacon fat or something they like would. that. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. <laughs> Oh, thank you everybody who tuned in live, who's watching this on the replay. Next week, we have all three authors of the book Walk Among Us. I don't have my real glasses on, so I cannot read all of their names, but it is, I believe, Cassandra Chang, Genevieve Gornicek, and Caitlin Starling. They wrote the three novels in Walk Among Us, the first book that has been published in the Vampire the Masquerade world as a novel. So, uh, we're very excited to have them. It's going to be like a slumber party with no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Roman Seraton, our producer. Thank you to Pam Stack, our executive producer. And thank you to everybody at the Global Authors on the Air Radio Network. This has been a copywritten podcast, and we will see you all next week. Waving. <laughs>